As wives and moms, we are pulled in so many different directions, like all day, every day. Our husband needs this. Our kids are asking for that. We have our own things that we want to work on and do. How do we determine what is important in our lives? Those things that are to be the priority in our lives, and then those things that it's okay to say no to. Join me as we take a look at what setting godly priorities as a Christian wife looks like in our lives. Let's get started. Welcome to the Faith Lived Out podcast. Are you wanting a loving Christian marriage but are unsure what that looks like or how to get it? Do you have fears about becoming a submissive wife, afraid that you'll lose your identity or become a doormat? Do you have thoughts that maybe you're doing this whole wife and marriage thing all wrong and you want to know how to do it right, to stop worrying all the time and to learn how to truly put your faith and trust in the Lord? Hey girl, I'm Nancy Adamson, wife, mom, and Grammy to seven sweet babies, Christian mentor, Bible teacher, speaker, and women's ministry leader. I see you and I get you because I've been there and I'm here to share with you what God has taught me on how to have a loving biblical marriage and what the true meaning of being a submissive wife really looks like. We'll also chat about how to find wisdom and truth for life's challenging questions in His Word, how to apply God's truth to our lives, and to put the cares and concerns that are on your heart safely in the Father's hands. So if you're ready to learn how to live out your faith every day and follow the amazing plan that God has for your marriage, grab your coffee, pull up a chair next to mine, and let's get started. If you're anything like me, you have a to-do list that is a mile long and As soon as you take one thing off, you're adding three more things to it. As a wife and mom, it's easy to feel overwhelmed that everyone wants something from you all the time and that you're never going to catch up or to even get a break. Or that maybe you are getting it all done, but barely, and you're feeling like you're not doing any of it very well. Our friends may tell us that we need to learn to say no, but what do we say no to? Everything seems important, but at the same time, it is literally impossible to keep up with. So what does God's word say about what our priorities should be? As many of you probably are aware, our first priority is God. God is to be first in everything. And without this, the rest of our lives will suffer. And ladies, everything means just that, everything Exodus 20 verse 3 tells us, you shall have no other gods before me. So it's no other idols. And an idol is anything that we choose to put before God. Anytime that God's word says to do this, and we decide to do that instead. So money can be an idol. When we choose to spend time to earn money and to have more and to do more, rather than spending it in serving God and spending it with our family are those things that God tells us are the priority in our life. An idol can be our possessions when we hold on to them instead of being generous with others with what God has given us. 
Fame, recognition, or self-worth can be our idol when we want the world to look at us all the time rather than seeing Jesus in us. Our lifestyle can be our idol in living up with the Joneses instead of following the plan that God has for you. And then habitual sin, choosing to habitually sin in something the same thing over and over again, rather than entrusting God and helping you to stop and to change your life. To put God first, all that we do, and I mean everything, ladies, must be done in the light of God's word and what he teaches us in his word. This is what living out our faith is all about. So in our activities and what we participate in, we need to look and say, are they God honoring? Are they the things that God would have me to do? In our decision-making, are we seeking the Lord first, seeking His will, His word and what it tells us, and trusting His will and His plan for our lives? What about our behavior and our thoughts and how we treat others? Again, is it God-honoring and in line with what God's word tells us? Are we being kind, tender-hearted, putting others before ourselves, loving and forgiving others the way that Christ did for us? And then our finances. We live out our faith by putting into practice what God's word has called us to do in in giving of our tithes and offerings, in being generous with others, and in trusting God to provide our needs. Matthew 6.33 tells us, But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. So what are these things that he's talking about that if we seek God first, that he's going to take care of? Well, in verses 31 through 32, it had told us, Therefore do not worry, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For after all these things the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. We see over and over again in scripture that when life got difficult or uncomfortable for the Israelites or their future was uncertain, they would take their eyes off of God. In those times when they worried about what shall we eat or what shall we wear, when they took those things away from God and tried to take care of them on their own, it always ended badly for them. And they would always come back to God repenting of their sin, and once again, following his teachings. Ladies, don't be like the Israelites. In Joshua 1.8, we read, The book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. This is our promise from God, that if we follow His word and His ways, no matter what the world says, no matter what we see before us, no matter what fear of the future that we may have, but if we will put Him first in everything, if we will seek His will, if we will seek His word and follow it and live out our faith, then He will make our way prosperous and we will have good success. That is His promise to us. This includes making our own spiritual growth a priority in our lives, spending time in prayer with the Father and praying to Him what our issues are, what our concerns are, and in listening to His answers to us. In reading our Bibles and in learning more about Him, what His character is, what He wants our character to be, 
And then in attending church and going to Bible study, having that fellowship with other believers and having those who have studied and know and experienced more than we have to be able to pour into us and to teach us more about Christ. As wives and moms, we tend to take care of everyone else's needs before our own, and we end up with the leftovers. But ladies, please don't do this. Spending time with the Lord must be a priority in your life. It's not only for you, but it's also for your family. It benefits them as well. As you become a better wife and a better mom, which in turn is going to bless your families in this. And it is a great example to your kids, making sure that you set that time aside every day with the Lord as they see that, as they watch what that is in your life and how important that is. And where that is where you get your wisdom and your strength from. That is an example that you can give them that no one else can. If you struggle to find the time for this in episode five, I shared with you 10 tips of how to find the time and how to spend this time with the Lord as a busy wife and mom. I will leave a link to the episode in the show notes for you to be able to get to easily. If you're struggling with this, then go and listen to episode five, and that will give you some tips for how you can you know, change this in your life and to make this happen for you. All right, so then our next priority in our life, our first priority is God. And our second priority is our husbands, that we are the submissive, respectful wife that God has called us to be, meeting his needs and making sure that we are spending time alone with them. The next verse I'm going to share is written to men, but as wives, we can follow this same teaching in loving our husbands. It's from Ephesians 5, verses 28 through 33, and it says, So husbands ought to love their own wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself, for no one ever hated his own flesh, but nourishes and cherishes it, just as the Lord does the church. For we are members of his body, of his flesh, and of his bones. For this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. This is a great mystery, but I speak concerning Christ and the church." Nevertheless, let each one of you in particular so love his own wife as himself and let the wife see that she respects her husband. So we are one flesh with our husbands and we are to be loving them and giving them that place in our life that is only second to God. Our time and attention are given to them that we would nourish them and cherish them in the same way that we would nourish and cherish our own flesh. We are told in scripture to honor our parents, yet when it comes to marriage, we are to leave them and to be joined to our husbands, putting our husbands before anyone else, before our parents, our siblings, our grandparents, and even before our children, being sure that you are making time to spend with your husband and not so busy with the things that are going on with the kids that you don't make that time to be able to spend with your husband and to cultivate that relationship, to continue to cultivate that relationship. There are many that think, oh, my husband can take care of himself. I need to take care of the kids. That's not necessarily true. Yes, we do need to take care of our children, 
but we also need to take care of our husbands and to nurture them in the same way that we do our kids at times. And like I said, in making sure that we spend that time with them, that we continue in that relationship with them in that way. Otherwise, when the kids leave the house and you know they've grown up and they've left the nest, what do you have with your relationship with your husband? If you have poured yourself into your kids in the entire, you know, 20 years or whatever it is that you have raised them and kind of left your husband to himself, then when the kids grow up and they move out, you've lost that connection with him. And there are so many that end up doing this. We can keep this from happening if we will make sure that we give our husbands the proper place in our priorities in that it is God first and our husband second, and then our children. And we'll talk about the children being third in just a minute, but we need to make sure that we are setting that priority in our husbands and in that relationship with them. And in so doing, you are also setting an example for your kids to show them what a biblical marriage is to look like so that when they go and they leave the house and they go and get married, then they're going to make their wife or their husband the priority in their life. And they're going to see what that looks like because you're going to give them that example. So if you are a mom, then your next priority is your children. So we have God first and then our husbands, and then our kids. And our job with them is to nurture them and to raise them in the Lord. God created us as women to be nurturers. And so as moms, this is what our job is, to nurture them and to raise them knowing Christ. Your husband will most likely not be the same as you in this area. And that's okay because that's not how God made him. God made him to go out into the world and to provide for the family. He made you to be with your kids and to nurture them and to teach them and to raise them up. So we can't always expect our husbands to be the same as us in this because our roles are different and God made us a little bit differently in that way. In Deuteronomy 6, verses 6 and 7, it tells us, And these words which I command you today shall be in your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children, and shall talk of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down, and when you rise up. Now, ladies, who does this with our kids more than us? That we sit with them, that we walk with them, that we are there with them when they go to bed and when they rise up. And so we are the ones that are responsible and must be intentional about teaching them about God. All throughout the day, there are many opportunities that arise that we can be able to share that, to share Christ with them or to share God's word with them. When they have problems with their friends, when they have situations at school or whatever the case may be, but Take them to God's word. Show them in God's word where it says to forgive people, where it says to be kind-hearted, where it says to be generous to someone else or to loan to someone else, even if they're not going to give it back to you. So go to the word and teach your kids what God's word says in the scriptures about what their character should be and teach them from when they are young. We can't rely on church or Sunday school or children's programs 
to teach our kids. That is a responsibility that we have as moms. And then yes, as dads, dads need to be participating in this too. But ladies, you're the one that spends more time with them most likely. And so you are the one that, like I said, needs to be intentional about this. This can make an eternal difference in your child's life. In 2 Timothy 3, 15 through 17, it says, And that from childhood you have known the holy scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. All scripture is given by inspiration of God, and it is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. Isn't this what you want for your children? to be thoroughly equipped by God for every good work. In this verse, it's talking about Timothy. And Timothy learned the scriptures from his mom and from his grandmother. That is who taught him the scriptures. And he was a mighty man for God. Help them to develop a life with Christ. And this will last long after they leave the nest. In Proverbs 22, 6, we are given this promise. Train up a child in the way that he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. Nurturing and teaching your children about God and living a godly life is what will help them the most. Help them in their own marriages, help them in their work life, in ministry, in their future. So ladies, take the time to do this. It is a priority with our children. So our first priority was God. Our next one was our husbands, then our kids, and then now it's ministry or our jobs. Because some of us work inside the home, some of us work outside the home, some of us have ministry responsibilities, and all of those things are going to fall into this. We've all been given spiritual gifts that we are called by God to use. In Romans 12, 6, it says, Having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us, let us use them. And then in Galatians 5.13, it says, Through love, serve one another. So yes, we should be using our gifts and our talents that God has given us to serve others in some way. And for some of you, you know, you are needed to support your family. You're needed to go out and to get a job and to earn money in order to be able to support your family. Maybe it's a full-time job. Maybe it's a part-time job. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. If we look at the Proverbs 31 woman, she took care of her household and she also did business items as well. So ladies, don't feel guilty if this is something that you need to do. There are ways to work around this and to make this a part of your life and still keep all of these priorities. The main point is, is that our jobs or our service to others is not to come before our families. If we find ourselves that we are so busy in doing these other things that we don't have time to tend to the needs of our families, then we need to be really looking at this. We need to be praying over this and see where a change might need to be made. Now, I'm not talking the occasional thing, right? Where there's a project going on at work or there's a special ministry fair or whatever it is that's going on at church and you're busy and things slack off at home. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about consistently having problems in keeping up, 
in making sure that your family has a proper dinner that's made, in keeping up with the laundry or the house cleaning on a consistent basis, in being able to help your kids with their homework, or not being able to attend their game or their dance recital or whatever it is that they're into, or if you're not getting the things done that your husband has asked you to get done and not taking care of his needs. If these kinds of things are happening on a consistent basis, then something needs to change because this is not what God designed for you. This is not the priorities that God planned for you. Our first ministry and our priority is to God, our husbands, and to our children. They come first. And we go through different seasons in our lives. And sometimes we even have to not do some of those outside ministries and minister to our family as families at home. When we have small children that we're trying to raise up, if we have a kid with some kind of a special need or a learning disability and we're trying to homeschool them, then we need to make that our priority. It's okay to say, you know what? My ministry right now is my kids because they need me because that's your first ministry. That's your first responsibility in ministry is to your family and to your children. And it's okay to say that. And then later as they get older, as things change and you're in a different season, then maybe you'll be able to go and do ministry or to do work outside the home, whatever that is for you. If the ministry that you are in or the work that you are doing is causing you to be so busy, that you cannot take care of these other things that we talked about, then prayerfully consider stepping back to focus on that first priority in ministering in your home and not being at work or not doing the ministries outside the work. And I know you're thinking, but who who's going to do this? Who's going to get done what I do at work? Or who's going to get done the ministry that I do at church? God has that taken care of. You don't have to worry about that. God will bring up somebody in ministry, that church or that work that you do had somebody there before you got there, and they will survive after you leave. It's totally okay. And trust God in this. Trust God in that he has a plan for this and he has a purpose. If it is work that is keeping you from meeting these needs with your family, then prayerfully consider what may need to change. Can you cut back on your hours and maybe no longer work any overtime? If the company has been asking you to work a lot of overtime and doing a lot of things, maybe cut back on that. Maybe cut back from full-time to part-time. Maybe take a look at your income. Is this income really needed for us to be able to survive? Or is it money that we have just so that we can do extra things? Because doing some of those extra things is not as important as the daily stuff and spending with your kids and ministering them and teaching them about the Lord. So what is that income really for? And is it possible that maybe you can cut back on some things and say, hey, you know what? If we don't do this or don't do that, then I can work less hours or maybe not work at all. Another solution could be to hire a house cleaner or someone to help you. I mean, if you need to be working outside of the home in order to be able to provide for your family, I totally get that. So maybe hire a house cleaner or hire somebody to help you get the kids to start helping you. So my husband and I have had our own business for the last 25 years. And for most of that time, I have had a house cleaner. 
because I look at it as I'm the one who my husband wants and I want to be able to run this business and to do it right and to take care of the accounting without worrying if anybody, you know, misappropriating funds or anything like that. I'm the one that I want to spend the time with my children to go to their games and to do this stuff. Anybody can clean my house. Like, who cares who cleans my house? It does not have to be me. So I have always hired somebody to do that. And it doesn't cost that much, to be honest with you. I have them come every two weeks. And when my kids were small, you know, when they were still at home, then they filled in for those other weeks and those other times. And let me tell you, my daughter-in-law has thanked me more than once because I taught my son how to clean a house and he helps her now. So it's not a bad thing to have our kids help us and to be a part of this and to kind of carry their own weight in some of this stuff too. It doesn't have to be all on you, but you can give this to your kids to do. You can have somebody come into the house and clean the house, have them do the lawn for you, like whatever it is that somebody else can do to be able to take some of that pressure and that load off of you so that you can do the things that are the priority in your life. And yes, there is certainly a balance in this because in 2 Thessalonians 3.10, we read, for even when we were with you, we commanded you this, if anyone will not work, neither shall he eat. And then in 1 Timothy 5.8, we read, but if anyone does not provide for his own and especially for those of his household, he has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. So yes, we do have to work outside the home sometimes. And like I said, ladies, that's totally fine. It's perfectly fine. But when push comes to shove, we have to remember that it's God, our husband, our children, and then our work. We tend to have a problem with this when our eyes are so focused on the world and so focused on what society tells us that we forget to rely on God and to rely on what his word teaches us. In 1 John 2.15, it says, Do not love the world or things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world is passing away, and the lust of it. But he who does the will of God abides forever. And ladies, I have been there. I have been in the situation where I was working. It was when my kids were small. I only had two of them and they were small and they were going to daycare and I was working all day and my husband was working all day and my kids got the chicken box. Well, they can't go to daycare with the chicken box. And the people that I worked for at the time, it was a mortgage company and they were so adamant about your work comes first and you have to work and da 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 and all this time and drilled it into us all the time that when my kids got the chicken pox, I set it up to where, because I didn't have like a ton of vacation time to just, oh, let's take off a week while the kids go through this. But I set it up to where I would stay home with the kids during the morning and then my husband would stay home with the kids in the afternoon and I would go in and work and at least be able to do some work at home and then do some work in the office. Well, one of the days when my husband was coming you know, back home for me to be able to go to work, he got into a car accident and he calls me and he tells me that he had gotten into this accident and I'm like, are you okay? And he goes, well, kind of, but you know, the, the, and he was kind of out of it. Like I could even tell, but you know, he told me that the car was totaled and that somebody else was going to be bringing him home and, 
And so I'm like, okay, well, I'm getting a sitter, you know, I'm getting the neighbor girl and she's going to come over and I'm going to go to work and because I'm all dressed and I'm ready and I've got this, you know, I've got to go to work. I've got to go to work. And I get in the car and I'm driving and I'm like, what the heck am I doing? Why am I going to work when my husband has just called me and told me that he's been in an accident? Like, this is crazy. I am not to put my work in front of my husband. And so I turned around and I went back home and I called my office and said, hey, my husband's been in an accident and I'm at home and I'm taking care of him. And it's a good thing that I did because he was pretty, <laughs> he was pretty shaken up and, um, and he was hit from behind pretty bad and he needed somebody to be with him. And, but look what happens. You know, we get into this mindset of we have to work, we have to do this, we have to follow what the world tells us. And we don't. We need to follow what God's word tells us and to trust in him that he is going to take care of it. And he totally did. God totally took care of it. There wasn't any repercussions for the fact that I did that and I put my husband first. And it was what I needed to do. And I know that it can seem scary for you because we're thinking, but this is my livelihood. But remember what we read a few minutes ago in Matthew. And it says, therefore, do not worry saying, what shall we eat and what shall we drink or what shall we wear? For after all these things, the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly father knows that you need these things. But first seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. So ladies, trust in the Lord. Trust that when you have godly priorities set in your life, when you put God first in everything, your husband and then your children and then your work or ministry, when you follow God's teaching in this and seeking his will and his righteousness for your life, all these things will be added to you. Your needs will be provided for. Go to the Lord in prayer and say, Lord, I need your help. I need your help in prioritizing. I need your help in telling me what are those things that I need to be doing and what are those things that I need to be letting go so that I can set my priorities in the way that you want me to and in what you want me to do. For most of the last 25 years, our own business has been what has supported our family. And ladies, if you've been in business for yourself, you know that there are times of feast and there are times of famine. There is no guarantee of what your future is going to be like, not even next month or the next six months. Your only choice is to trust in the Lord. And when we do that, he does take care of us. Not that it's always roses and sunshine and not that we haven't had times when things were very lean and very difficult, but God has always seen us through. He has always provided for us, no matter what was happening in our lives, no matter what the struggle was, no matter how much funds we had or didn't have, God was always there. And he has taught me that I can trust him for the outcome. And ladies, I pray that you can learn to do that as well, to always give it to the Lord and trust him for your outcome. Have a blessed day. Thank you so much for listening today. I pray that God has used this episode to bless and inspire you to live out your faith in him. If it has, please do me a huge favor 
by leaving a review on Apple Podcast. This is the only way that I know if you like the show and you will be helping others to find this podcast and be lifted up by the Word of God. Is there someone who came to mind while you were listening today and you said, ooh, she needs to hear this? Well, then send her the link so she can be encouraged too. Are you in the Dallas area and looking for a fresh new speaker to add excitement to your next luncheon, women's retreat, or other women's event? Then drop me a note at nancy at faithlivedout.com and let's chat about it. That's nancy, N-A-N-C-I, at faithlivedout.com. I would love to come and meet with you and the ladies in your group. You're also welcome to visit the website at faithlivedout.com for more information, blog posts, journaling ideas, and free printables. Or become a part of our little community of believers by joining the Faith Lived Out community group on Facebook, where you can join together with other faith-led wives and moms just like you. Links to these areas and the scripture references used in today's episode are in the show notes. Ladies, thank you again for listening today, and know that I am praying for God to be with you as you learn to trust in Him more and to live out your faith every day. God bless you, and see you on the next episode.